الله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم عن أبي محمد عبد الله بن عم بن عاسي رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يكون حواه تبعا لما جئت به حديث صحيح رويناه في كتاب المقجة بإسناد صحيح بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم says in this hadith لا يؤمن أحدكم one of you is not a believer حتى يكون هواه تبع لما جئت به until his desire has to follow what I have come with one of you is not a believer حتى يكون هواه until his desires تبعاً لما جئت به have to follow what I have come with there are several ahadith which say لا يؤمنو he is not a believer and of course Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran has used the same phrase in surah al-nisa فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ by Allah they are not believers حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِي مَا شَجَرَ بَيْنَهُمْ until they make you judge you, Muhammad وسلم, must be judged over issues which arise between them, over any conflict which is going to arise between them. And then after you've judged between them, they should not find any discomfort in their heart or any dissatisfaction in their heart. Meaning what the Messenger وسلم, has given as judgment should give them satisfaction. If the judgment of the Messenger وسلم, does not give them satisfaction, then they are not believers. La yu'minuna. I want us to understand first what is meant by la yu'minuna because some people in most cases have misunderstood this phrase and gone on to call people kafir. They said because Rasulullah said la yu'minu, such and such a person is not a believer, therefore that means he's a kafir. The phrase la yu'minu, he is not a believer here, does not mean that he is a kafir. Are we together? La yu'minu does not mean that he is a kafir. For example, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, La yu'minu ahadukum hatta yuhibba li akhihi ma yuhibbu li nafsihi. One of you is not a believer until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. Does that mean he is a kafir? If, if I don't love for my brother what I love for myself, does that mean I'm, I'm a kafir? It doesn't mean that. But the Messenger وسلم, said he is not a believer. If he does not love for his brother what he loves for himself, then he is not a believer. So what is the meaning of the phrase, he is not a believer? The phrase means he does not have complete iman. He's a believer. He's a Muslim. He has the asl. Iman is divided into two, what we call the asl of Iman, which is the all original Iman or the basic of Iman, and of course the Amal which improves our Iman, our work or activities which will improve our Iman. We are all in the masjid today because we have the asl of Iman. We have the basic Iman. We all believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we believe that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a messenger of Allah, otherwise we would not be in the masjid. If we didn't believe that, 
if we did believe that Allah is our creator and Allah is our sustainer and Allah is the only one deserving of worship and Muhammad وسلم, is a messenger of Allah, we would not be in the, in the masjid. But among us, in the masjid or elsewhere, of all the people who come to the masjid, are there no people who uh, make zina, who uh, commit adultery? Are there no people who do that, who come to the masjid? They're there, right. Are there no people who come to the masjid to pray but still drink beer? They're there. Are there no people who come to the masjid to pray five times a day and still they, 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 they take what doesn't belong to them, they steal? Are they not there? Have they become kuffar? They're not kafir. They're still believers, but they are lacking the part of iman which completes our iman, and that is the activity, the asl, the origin of iman is there in them. Rasulullah says, La yazni zani hina yazni wa huwa mu'min. A person who commits adultery is not a believer at the time that he commits adultery. The iman has left him at the time he is making zina. How has the iman left him? There is only a vague basic of iman remaining in his heart at the time that he is committing adultery. Why? Because if he really believes in the day of judgment and he believes that the fire is true and he believes that the punishment is true and paradise is true and hell is true, he would desist from such, such an activity. But because all that has been pushed aside at that particular moment, he's, he's removed it from his heart and put it aside. You get my point? When he finishes the zina, then he gets it and puts it back. Jannah is there, Jahannam is there, the punishment is there, Allah is there. When he was committing the zina, as if Jannah is not there and Jahannam is not there and anything else, he just pushed it out of his heart. In fact, if you reminded him of that, when he is performing such an activity, he would tell you to, to keep quiet, don't remind me of, of such things. I've decided to forget such things at this particular moment. No one wants to be reminded of Allah when he's sinning. He decides at the moment he's sinning, no Allah at this moment, put him aside. If you tell him, Qala Allah, Qala Rasul, Allah, listen to ah, quiet, don't, don't remind me of that. I've decided to put it away for the time being. I'll put it on back when I finish what I'm doing. So when a person is committing a sin, he is not a mu'min at that particular time. And Nas'alullah al-Afiyah, if he died in such a situation, it would be a very sad state of affairs. If a person died in the act of stealing, or a person died in the act of zina, he's making zina and people die, don't they? They die in the act of zina when the iman has been put aside. It would be a very, very sad state of affairs. So la yu'minu here does not mean he becomes a kafir. It means his iman is not complete. One of you is not a believer until his desires must follow what I've been given by Allah. What has the Messenger وسلم, been given by Allah? It is the Sunnah. His way so that your life becomes the life of the Messenger It becomes an upright life. وَمَا كَانَ لِمُؤْمِنٍ وَلَا مُؤْمِنَةٍ إِذَا قَضَى اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمْرًا أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُمُ الْخِيَرَةُ مِنْ أَمْرِهِمْ It is not for a believer, a man or a woman, that when Allah has decreed a matter, or given a command concerning a matter, and the Messenger وسلم, has given a command concerning a matter, they should have no choice in that matter. 
They have no choice. If Rasulullah said, then there is no choice. If we say this was forbidden by the Messenger وسلم, you say, we have no choice then because Rasulullah forbade this. This hadith is a direct attack on bid'ah. Bid'ah means innovation. To introduce something new in religion. This deen, and take this from me, this religion of Islam is complete. Rasulullah completed the delivery. Everything he was given by Allah, he gave us. He didn't forget a single thing. We're not supposed to add anything to this religion, and we're not supposed to subtract anything to this religion. It's easy for shaitan to come to us and tell us this is also good. So add it to your religion. Say to that shaitan who comes to you in your heart, the religion is already complete. And the Messenger وسلم, was given by Allah all the things that are good for us. Anything he didn't give us is not good enough. And I want you to remember the principle I keep repeating every time. Every form of worship, every kind of worship is haram in Islam, except the worship that was taught by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Every other kind of worship is haram. You pray salatul dhuhr because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam told us to pray dhuhr. We pray asr because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam told us to pray asr. We pray maghrib because Rasulullah taught us to pray maghrib. Everything we do is what the Messenger taught us to do. We don't do anything that we were not taught to do. If anyone came and said, let's start another salah between Asr and Maghrib. After 16, maybe 1730, we must assemble here for another salah. Salah is good, isn't it? Praying is good. But we say to him, it's wrong. We're not going to do it. He says, but this is a good action. We're praying, we say, praying is good, but this particular prayer was not taught to us by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Therefore, we're not going to do it. These issues are the issues that destroyed other religions like Christianity, Judaism. They were all destroyed by innovation. Things which they invented in their religion, which their prophets did not teach them. Their religions keep evolving every day. Christianity is not the same every day. What it was 10 years ago is not what it is today. Today, new things have come in. 20 years ago, we never heard of prophets in, in churches. But today, every pastor in every church is a prophet. That's innovation. For them, their religion can be tailored and changed anytime they want. It's only recently that we've heard of the uh, uh, anointing oil, the holy water, the holy, there's also holy laughter. You know that, the holy laughter and the, the, the holy whatever, nonsensical things which they introduced in the religion because they did not stick to what they were taught by their prophets. If we ask the Christians, we say, okay, you are followers of Jesus. Show us of all the things you're doing today, which of these things were taught to you by Jesus? Not one of them. For example, dancing in church. Can you show us in the Bible where Jesus danced in church? He didn't. So why are you doing something he didn't teach you? The joke is also on us. 
We started introducing in Islam what Muhammad did not teach us in Islam. After, after the other, inshallah. So I was saying, in order for us to be considered two true believers, we need to stick to what we were taught by the Messenger And, you know, certain things, we, we mention them not in order to, to have a goal at, at anyone. If, if there was another way, we would leave them un, unmentioned. But the problem is that when you don't mention it, again, you'll be guilty of, of hiding the truth. The truth has to be spoken, and the sunnah has to be made uh, clear, especially at this particular time. It's important for me to make this uh, uh, very, very clear. Because this is a bid'ah which keeps you know, spreading everywhere in the in the world and it's growing bigger and bigger so we make it clear those who consider the the dalil and decide to leave this bid'ah alhamdulillah it's it's allah's ni'mah and those who consider that the dalil is not not strong enough and decide to continue with this bid'ah for us it means the message has been uh, delivered very soon what is the date today The date? No, 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 I mean the Islamic one. Ninth? Tenth? It's tenth, I think. Tenth. Okay, ninth or tenth. But obviously, three days from now, um, the many Muslims in the world will be celebrating the birthday of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which is called Mawlid al-Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Um, concerning this, you know, a lot has been said, but I just have a few questions which would make it very clear where this Mawlid al-Nabi stands in terms of Sunnah and Bid'ah. The first question we need to ask ourselves is, this Mawlid al-Nabi is it a form of worship or not a form of worship? These this answers now I need from you. I, I need you to, to answer me. Is it a form of worship? Is it ibadah, an ibadah, or not an ibadah? Uh, I, I got it. I got it this side. Someone said it's an ibadah, and someone else said it's not an ibadah. To the one who said it's not an ibadah, let me respond first to the one who said it's not an ibadah. If it's not an ibadah, then there's no further discussion. All right? If it's not an act of worship, then the topic is finished. It, it ends there. We don't need to say further. It's not an act of worship, so let's forget. All right. And then let me respond to those who said it's a form of ibadah. My next question to you is, did the Messenger wasallam, know about this form of ibadah? Did he know about it? Huh? You're shaking your heads. How? How is that possible? A form of ibadah which the Messenger does not know about, is that possible? Is there a form of worship which Rasulullah did not know about? So if we say it's an ibadah, then Rasulullah must have known about it. No, no, no. 
Don't say them and us. Just, just answer the questions. Yeah, there's no them, there's no us here. Yeah, it's just answering the questions. So you said it's a form of worship, right? It's an ibadah. There's only one person who said it's not an ibadah, and for him, the topic is over. If it's not an ibadah, then it ends there. That's the end of the topic. So now I turn to those who said it's a form of worship. My next question is, did Rasulullah know about it, or did he not know about it? Each one has, must have an individual answer. Don't copy someone else's answer. That is haram. No, then we, we're saying haram things about Rasulullah. How can we say it's a form of ibadah and Rasulullah didn't know about it? No, find a different answer. That answer is not, is not proper. You already said it's an act of worship. So Rasulullah did he know about it or did he not know about it? He didn't know. No. I find that difficult to believe. If he didn't know about it, then it's not an act of worship. All right? Okay, just for the sake of argument, let's say he knew about it. All right? For the sake of argument, let's say Rasulullah knew about it. If he knew about it, did he teach the Sahaba or did he decide not to teach them this one? He decided not to teach them? No, no, yeah, just forget about that. My question is, did he teach the Sahaba this, this form of worship? He didn't teach them? It was for him only? No. Ah. So, if he did not teach the Sahaba, if we say he didn't teach the Sahaba, then we're saying Rasul Sallallahu was hiding some, some ill, which is haram. So for the sake of argument, we have to say he taught the Sahaba. Yeah, that's the only correct thing to say. Because anything else we say is going to be haram. We can't say he didn't teach the Sahaba. He taught the Sahaba, right? So now we come to the final question. Bring the Dalim. Of where he taught the Sahaba. He didn't teach them. Abu Bakr Siddiq, radiallahu anhu, Umar ibn al-Khattab, Uthman ibn Affan, Ali ibn Abi Talib, and all the Khulafa that came after them. Until hundreds of years later, then someone saw it to be a good thing. Someone thought, this is something good. This is something we must do. Now, let me liken it to what I said about Salah. Praying, isn't praying good? Two rakats, praying two rakats, isn't it good? We all agree that it's nice, right? But two rakats, I decide to introduce a salah, two rakats between Maghrib and, uh, between Asr and, and Maghrib. Is that good? It's not good? But this is salah, salah is nice. Why is it not good? Because Rasulullah did not teach us. I tell you, Akhil Karim, we're not insulting, we're just saying, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ya khayra khalqillah. We're just saying nice things about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Akhil Karim, what is wrong with that? I say, it's nice. It's nice, but the problem is, your messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not teach you to do that. The same way, if we went to the Christians and taught them to stop singing, they would say, we're not insulting, we're just praising the Lord. Do Christians insult in their songs? They just say, uh, God is great and we thank you for what you do for us. But does that make it correct? The words are nice, aren't they? 
They're good words. Do they say bad words? They're good words, but does it make it correct? Every act of ibadah has to have an asl. This is just advice. I'm not, I'm not condemning anyone who did it before. I'm just warning the one who wants to do it now. When we come to Sunnah, when we speak about Islam, my brothers, and I'm serious about this, when we speak about Islam, forget about your background. Forget about how you grew up and what people were doing when you were growing up, how the family was celebrating. That is no use. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلَا أَنْسَابَ بَيْنَهُمْ يَوْمَ إِذْ وَلَا يَتَسَاءَلُونَ There's going to be no relationship on, on that day and no one is going to ask you. So even if, even if my father did and my mother did and the whole family used to do it and it's a custom in, in, in our family, I break away from that custom the moment I hear Rasulullah did not do this. So this hadith, لَا يُؤْمِنُ أَحَدُكُمْ One of you is not a believer, does not mean they are kuffar. Hasha. No one said anyone who does that is a kafir. In fact, the one who says he's a kafir, that's the kafir himself. Are we together? Don't make takfir of anyone who does something wrong in Islam. People make mistakes, but that doesn't make them kuffar. How can we make him a kafir when the one who drinks beer is not a kafir? The one who makes zina is not a kafir. The one who does bad things is not a kafir. How can we say this one is a kafir? He is not a kafir. Naqsul iman, the iman is not complete because he's not following what the Messenger wasallam said. But the moment he starts following, he comes back to the status of full iman. Someone told me they, they went to, to a certain masjid and, you know, they, the elderly people there have a system of, you know, dancing in the, in, in, in the masjid, singing some songs, so-called Islamic songs, which have become very popular nowadays. We even have Islamic artists and Najid and so on, you, you know, Sufi things. We'll talk about that in the near future, inshallah. They were dancing in the, in, in the masjid and this, this, this man is reluctant to join them and they said to him, hey, you, come, come and dance. He says, no, but I can't do that. They can't eat. Go through for what? For, for refusing to dance. That is Jahan. Obviously, it's coming from what? From Jahan. Jahan is not only with those people. There's a lot of Jahan even among the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. In fact, this is very common among some Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah who are so extremist. There are among the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah some extremists who see a person without a beard and they say kafir. A person with isbal, they say kafir. There are some people I knew, if you say to them, Assalamu alaikum, he looks somewhere else. Says, eh, what's the problem? He says, I doubt his iman. Say, why? Say, he wears trousers. Subhanallah, alhamdi, subhanakallahumma, alhamdi, nashadu an la ilaha illa anha, 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 nashadu an la ilaha